Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, even as we go into your word this morning, speak to us in the name of Jesus. Speak life unto us in the name of Jesus. Let your word minister to us, spirit, soul, and body in the name of Jesus. Daddy, make my tongue like a pen of a ready writer in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Again, I would like to welcome everyone to church this morning. Um, I'm going to go straight into my message today. Uh, we started speaking about stewardship. Last week, we laid the foundation. We understood what stewardship is, what who a steward is, and who a slave is. Okay? And then uh, we spoke about the, what stewardship implies. Stewardship implies someone who is entrusted. It implies somebody who is faithful. It, it implies somebody who is independent of others. In other words, a steward is someone that follows the instruction of the master. You will do exactly what the master would do because the master is not around. Okay? So, but today, I want to focus on principles of stewardship principles of stewardship there are eight principles that i'm going to be speaking on but i've split them into two so that i can have enough time to be able to explain and expand okay and so today we're going to be focusing on four principles okay and hopefully it will be a quick message oftentimes when a pastor says my message will be quick today Get ready, it's going to be a long message. But I, I kid you not that <laughs> it will be a long message, okay? Because I want us to spend some time to pray. And topics like this will, 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 will keep us in check. Amen. Now, that I'm going to be preaching, I'm going to be picking these four principles from two scriptures. Okay? From two scriptures. Um, from two verses, rather. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 and 15. Matthew chapter 25 verse 14 and 15. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in amplified in my favorite NLT and also in King James Version. Okay, so I just want to just listen to me this morning and follow me. And I pray that follow me as I follow Christ and Lord be blessed in the name of Jesus. Now the, the amplified version says for it is, it is just like a man who was about to take a journey and call, and he called his servants together and trust them with his possession. Verse 15, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his own ability, and then went away on his journey. Now, there are things that we need to watch out for in this. Okay? The NLT says, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called his servants and entrusted them with his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another one, and one bag to the last, dividing it in proportion to their ability. He left on his trip. Ladies and gentlemen, the scripture says, 
he gave one. Okay, so I have the understanding, okay, before now that maybe the the okay, my understanding is okay. Even though he gave five talents to one, he gave two to one, he gave one to one, but you and I, we can see that as that person has five things, and I have two, and this other person has one. Does that mean that the person that has five has more than that one? Does that mean that God, God carries Minister Tosi much more important than me that I have one? No. In God's eyes, you and I, we can see it as, okay, like I told us, if I have a 50 pounds, and I gave five, ten pounds to Mr. Tosin, we carry the same weight. Even though he has five, I have one. But in God's eyes, in the eyes of the master, he gave them according to their abilities. Okay? The, the, the King James Version put it this way. The King James Version. Let me, let me quickly, let me quickly get it out. Okay, he says, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling in, into a far country. He called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. And unto them he gave five talents, two talents, one talent, to every man according to his own ability. Straight away he took it. So we can see the similarity that he gave them. He entrusted something to them. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm going to be speaking from these two verses today. Okay? The first thing that we will notice, the first principle that we will need to notice from this verse, it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling who called his own servant and delivered unto them his goods. So, God is the owner. That's principle number one. This, the, 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 another scripture, another version, I'm looking for them, they, they gave a different name. They gave a different name. Let me look, let me just look. I'll find it. I'll find it. Okay. They call, they call the man the boss. They call the man the, 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 the owner. So the first thing that scripture says that this is, is this that there is a man who was about to go on a journey and he gave his possession to his servant. He entrusted his servant. So the first thing we need to, the first principle of stewardship is God is the owner. Okay, the first principle of stewardship is God is the owner. God is the owner of everything. Agai chapter 2 and verse 8. He says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord God Almighty. John chapter 1 and verse 3 says, All things were made through Him. James chapter 1 and verse 17, He says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from from the Father. So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't need to convince you any further for us to know that God is the owner. So, a steward, the, the first thing they will know is God owns it. My master owns this thing. Okay? Psalm 24 verse 1 says, The world and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. The earth and all who live on the earth. 
If God is the owner, guess who we are? We are the manager. We are the stewards. We are the servants. Like I said, we are not slaves. Don't get it twisted. We are not slaves, but we are servants. We are, we are the manager. So, ladies and gentlemen, everything that you hold belongs to God. Okay? So, what does that imply? That implies that a steward should be humble. You know, if Minister Tosin is going away on holiday, nobody is taking a break from this cold England. And he says, you know, myself and our family, we are going to Hawaii. We are going to Dubai. We are going for three months holiday. I, I'm go, I don't even know where I'm going to come back. I'll come back. And he says, here is my house. Here is my car. I entrust it to hand. You can just use them as you like. Look after them till I'm back. You know, I should be humbled that, wow, I, I, because I don't own it. I cannot be bragado. You know, there are some people in Africa, their, their brother travel abroad, build a house, build after and everything. Say, because they will be coming to Nigeria maybe once or twice a year. And when they go, their younger brother will now begin to act as if they are the boss. Or they are, they are some, they are some, they are some, they are some servants. They are some housemaid. They now begin to do party, do things, spend money lavishly. As if they will, even the owner of the house will not be doing what they are doing. When the owner comes, then the secret will be in the open. But that will not be a portion of the name of Jesus. So, because God is the owner, a steward should be humble. You should be humble. Because if you are not humble, <laughs> I read to us last week that the master came back and he was not happy with the way the manager was treating the people and he sacked the manager. That will not be your portion of portion in the name of Jesus. Principle number two, we have to know and understand what is entrusted in our hand. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Joy was leading prayer this morning and she was talking about purpose. If you don't know your purpose, how can you understand what to do? If you don't know where you are going, you are going nowhere. If you don't know your purpose or your gifts or what you are supposed to do with what you have, you cannot make anything of it. I have this quote here. It says, those who know, do. Those who understand, teach. Understanding is much more important than knowing. But if you don't know, how can you, under, how can you understand? So there is a, you must know, because a steward who does not know their job description, a steward who does not know what they are supposed to do, they, they cannot be effective and efficient. Does that make sense? So, principle number one is God is the owner. Principle number two, you need to know and understand, because knowing comes before understanding. How can you understand and master what you don't know? And while I was writing the message yesterday, Holy Spirit said, a purposeful life is a meaningful life. A purposeful life is a meaningful life. If your life is not purposeful, if your life is without purpose, then our, your life is meaningless. That will not be your portion and my portion in the name of Jesus. God will understand 
purpose, we will understand the problems from people in churches. They don't even know what their gift or their talent is. So they are wondering what department can I join? Because when you don't know, you are everywhere. I know that I'm not a drummer. I know I'm not a singer. So I stay in my lane. Yes, I might be able to sing here and there, but I know my jurisdiction. So I can I, I can focus to understand to, to to get better to improve. That is the that, that is the focus. The late Miles Monroe said that the greatest strategy in life is a life lived without purpose. The greatest tra tra tragedy in life is a life lived without purpose. That will not be your portion and my portion in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to know. You have to know. If you don't know what course you are meant to study in meaning, how can you understand it? You have to know what you want to study first. Then once you know it, then you can dedicate time to understand, to acknowledge, so that the purpose of understanding is to get better. Are you with me? The purpose of understanding is to get better. Because if you are not getting better, you are getting worse. <laughs> Does that make sense? If you are not getting better with something, you are getting worse. That will not be your portion and my portion in the name of Jesus. Principle number three. It is not yours. Okay, what you have, what I have, is not mine. We read in that scripture, Psalm 24 and verse 1, it says, The world and the world is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord and everything in it. You know, it's interesting because number one, principle number one, and principle number three are almost identical, isn't it? But, you know, while I was preparing this message, only speak make me understand, sometimes we get carried away. We, we, we know that it belongs to God, but sometimes we get carried away and you, you assume the position of chairman. You assume the position of the owner when you are meant to be the manager. You know, there are some managers in the company, they forget that they are managers. They, they are even more troublesome than the owner. You wonder, but is this person only? No, they don't only do. They, are, they give you more trouble than the owner. They get cash. So we need to remind ourselves. Psalm 50 and verse 10, very quickly. Psalm 50 and verse 10. It says, for all the animals of the forest are mine, and I hold the cattle on a thousand hills. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a huge difference between something, giving you something, and entrusting you with something. When I give you something, it becomes yours. When I give a gift to my wife, when I give a gift to my daughter, it becomes theirs. It becomes my wife. It becomes my daughter. But when I entrust something in your hand, and I say, please, my dear, hold my phone for me, I'm back, I'm coming. It's not yours. 
in glorious. So when something is entrusted to us, it is not ours. We have to do what the real owner wants to do with this. Occupy till I come. It is not yours, never was. Never will. Oftentimes we get carried away because we are overwhelmed. We just think, we just assume the position of ownership. So we have to be careful. We have to remind ourselves. I feel like point number three is God trying to remind you and I that it is not yours. You know what we are? We are possessors, not proprietors. We are managers, not the owner. <laughs> There's two differences. Just because the owner of the company only comes to the company once a year does not make you the owner. You are manager. You are manager. The owner can even come any time, any day. You are meant to possess it, not the proprietors. No. We are to manage the wealth that belongs to our masters for his interest, not for our own benefits. You see some money. If you are not careful as a worker, so worker just assume that this person is the owner. This person is the owner. This person is the owner. So, the, what does this principle implies? This principle implies that God has the right, and you and I we have the responsibilities. God is the master. You and I, we are the manager. God is sovereign. You and I, we are servants. That is why, you see, principle number one and number three, they work hand in hand. You know it is not yours. You know, you know they are so, oh, let me give you an example. And I'm sure you will have seen this or heard this. Some people, they are just supervisor. They forgot that when they were look before they got this job, they begged to get this job. So, four, five, six, seven years later, they have now become a senior manager. They forgot how they started. You know, I'm sure Bishop Tosi will, will attest to this. You know, when I was teaching my wife driving, I realized that sometimes I've forgotten how I started learning to drive myself. I, I, sometimes I'm so in pain, like, what are you doing? Don't do that. You, and I just like, I'm gone. When I was when I was learning to drive, I was so terrible. But maybe because I was paying an instructor, they were patient with me. You know, because oftentimes you are driving, you see a learner. You see, you see I told a friend, I told this, a, you know, uh, one of my mentees who just got a car. I told him, I said, buy a P plate and put it in your car. You know what that would do? People who are behind you. We know that you are a new driver. So they will be patient with you. But some people, they are new driver because they haven't got the peace sign. You, you just be on and say, why is this thing so slow? One day, I went somewhere. I did, I ran an errand for the church. And I went to carry glass cups in my car. Oh, the road where I was going to be doing 20, I was doing 10. So I said to myself, often when you see people driving in front of you, maybe they are carrying eggs, they are carrying something breakable. If they speak too much, because there are so many problems, it will break. So I said, ah, God forgive me. 
me. So when I see people ahead of me who are driving so slow, I give them a benefit of doubt. Maybe they are carrying something fragile or they are new drivers. Because oftentimes we forget so soon that you are not in their shoes. Oh, when I used to learn how to drive, I hate roundabout. Roundabout was my biggest enemy. I just, when I'm approaching, I'm confused already. <laughs> when I'm approaching, I'm confused. Now, in my sleep, I can drive to a roundabout. No matter, tell me this roundabout is difficult. I'll, but, well, well, as I'm approaching, I read the floor, I know what I'm doing. So oftentimes, we forget these things. And that's what some people, they think that, oh, this is mine. This gift and talent. Because, you know, you're so good at playing the keyboards, and just nobody is learning, and you're getting angry like this person is crap, man. How can they? You forgot that you used to be worse than them. We're humans. But I think, so we need to remind ourselves, ladies and gentlemen, that God is the owner. It is not yours. It is not yours. You are just a caretaker. The caretaker looking after my house does not own the house. You know, there are some landlords that some tenants never meet the landlord. They only meet the caretakers. And some caretakers assume position of landlord because the landlord has entrusted them in the house. And the day the landlord will go there, the secret will go into open. This caretaker has done this. Ah, you know, but that will not be pushing the name of Jesus. Point number four, the last one before we break. Okay, what you have, you can handle. The gift, the gift that God has given you and I, that still was can handle. You know, that scripture that we read, there is one thing I said. It said, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called his servant. Okay, verse 15 says, He gave them five bags of silver, two bags, and one bag, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. Does that make sense? So, God knows your abilities. So, the, the assignment that God has given you, you can handle it. God knows that you can handle according to their abilities. So, the fact that Bishop Tosin can play any instrument, that is his ability. I don't need to be envious and jealous of him. If all I can do is, I love smiling. I join on show. That is my ability. I don't need to focus on the fact that this, and that's the biggest problem we have. Even African parents, they try to compare their children with other children. Oh, this guy you see that that, that 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 person younger than you. They can do this. They can do that. They can. What can you do? You, you can only do one thing. Let that let them focus on that one thing. Because if I begin to get jealous of Minjatosi, I want to be like him. When I should be like me. You are responsible for the talent that God has been entrusted to you. What is the basis for how much the master gave each of his servants according to their individual abilities? In other words, their, respons their responsibility was tied to their abilities. The ability of one was to be able to handle five. 
he has that capacity. The master gave him five. Another one, the ability can do two. He gave, he gave him two responsibilities. The other one, his ability can take one. You see, when the master was given it, he didn't say, you, you are lazy, you are useless, you don't know anything, just take one. No. He gave them according to their ability. So, God will give you and I our gift and our talent according to our abilities. And it's interesting, Pastor Mura will speak. In fact, point number two, I stole from Pastor Mura because he was speaking on knowing and understanding. You see, Pastor Mura was saying that purpose is progressive. And that's true. Even though, you see, the guy that has five, it was doubled. The guy that had two, he was doubled. But the one that had one, because he didn't do anything with it, he was taken from him. Ladies and gentlemen, purpose is progressive. And so, if you are diligent with what you are handling, more responsibilities, more opportunities. So, And that's how God works. And I want to encourage you and I, God knows what he can entrust with you and I. And God knows our responsibility to be faithful with what he has entrusted us with and no more. Don't be jealous. I don't need, you know, I told us a story when I was a student. If I mention those names, Bishop Tosi and, and, and Dr. John, you know, these guys, we are all friends. They can sing, they, they are in radical moves, they are radical acts, and they were doing everything excellently well. And one day I said to myself, I'm useless. This person has a lovely voice. This the same person can we see them radical moves. The same person radical act. But me, they do radical act. I'm struggling. You tell me a line, I will forget. But I said, you know what, yeah? That's them. Let me focus on my area and let me get better. And that's what I did. And that's what I did. And so it is important that don't, don't look at what other people are doing. Focus on what you are called to do. So when you know and understand it, it is easier for you to be able to do. And God will not give you something that you cannot handle. So four principles we've talked about today before we round up. Principle number one, God is the owner. Principle number two, know and understand what is entrusted in your hand. Principle number three, what you have is not yours. Principle number four, God has entrusted you with what you can handle. God has entrusted you with what you can handle. Ladies and gentlemen, God knows you more than you know yourself. God knows you more than you know yourself. People can say, I've stopped saying I want to be like this person. No. I want to be what God wants me to be. I love what this person is doing, but I don't want to be like them because they are fulfilling purpose. I want to be what God wants me to be. I can like this person's skills, their ideology, the way they are terrible. I don't want to be them. I want to be the person God wants me to be. And that should be our prayers. That should be our focus. Oh, I love what this person is doing. Yes. I don't deny it, but I want to. I don't want to be them. I want to be God's image. Let us rise up on our feet. We will continue um, later in the month and 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 around this up. I want you to pray because sometimes we forget these things. You know, sometimes one of the uh, let me jump in. One of the uh, another principle is the principle of giving. You know everything you have belongs to God. It is not yours. So when you come to giving to God, don't give excuses. Begin to pray and say, God, let me, let me.
let me let let this become a reality. You know, Bishop Tosi was doing Sunday school and he was asking us in light of all these things, when you know these things are temporary, how would you live your, your life? Say God help me to be humble. Ladies and gentlemen, what you have, whether you have a mortgage, you have a first class, you have a good job, it is not you, it is God. So be humble on it. Be humble. Just because say, God, help me to be humble. Help me, oh Lord God, to be humble. I want to be humble. I want to be humble, Lord, because that is one thing people forget. You forget quickly where you started from. You forget so quick. You, know, you, 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 you see some, some, some presidents or some nations, the moment they get into power, they forget they used to be in the slum. Isn't that interesting? They forget how they started and where they started from. I want you to pray and say, God, help me to be humble. I don't want to be pride, one of the hallmark of, 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 of stewardship. You remain humble because what you have is not yours. You just remain humble. Say, God, help me. Calibra, Gudushin, Tilibuska. We have two more. Just say, God, help me. Help me to be humble. Help me, oh Lord God, to be humble. In the name of Jesus. Le Pazuka, Tebre, Gudushka. Le Pakakaka, Zeke, Tebre, Gudushka. Le Pakoko, Zeke, Tebushka. Pray and say, God, I don't want to give excuses. I can handle that which you have given me to do. I can handle it. If you know what I can handle, and Say, God, help me. I don't want to give excuses. I don't want to be given excuses. A steward that gives excuses is not ready to progress. It's not, a, it's not a diligent or a faithful steward. Because what the master gave that one that one talent, he went to hide it. And he said, when the master came, he said, uh, I know that you are a difficult man. I know that you are a difficult man. Wicked man, I know you like to reap where you have done so. You can imagine what an insult. He's giving excuses. I don't want to lose it, so I want to add it. Oh, Calibra, Shintelebuska, Lord help us. Lord, without you, we can't do it. We just can't. We need your help, Lord. Help us, oh Lord, to become a better steward. Help us to become a better manager. Lord, we are sorry for the things that we have made it. 